pushing the boundaries of expectations, rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. We share your hunger for a life without limits. Welcome back to the Kinetic Believers Haven for Insights KBs. If you don't know what to choose, choose life. If you don't know what to think, think abundance. And if you don't know what to say, just speak encouragement, champion yourself, and champion everybody else, celebrate and edify your exquisite little self with positive words of gratitude. We are, Maggie and I are so glad to have all of you back with us again today. You are the reason that we're here. Text the word KINETIC to 844-844-0049, and I'll send you an occasional encouraging message, text message. These are thoughts that I just share with you. I go, Maggie, I've got a thought. She says, well, why don't you share it? And so we text it. Usually they come. Well, that's how it happens. It, it, it is, that's exactly how it happens, actually. <laughs> StephenCanyon.com is the website. Follow us on Instagram at Stephen Canyon. And make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss one. Who's listening today? Let's see. The United States, Ukraine. Hey, Ukraine. You, the UK's listening. Canada, South Africa. India's tuned in. Belgium. Uh, let's see. Australia, Ireland, Italy. And uh, the, the, analytics, the analytics says that Spain, Brazil, Malaysia is tuned in. Austria, France, Germany, Iraq, Kenya, New Zealand, Philippines, and that's just the top 20. Maggie, how are you? <laughs> Wonderful. Every time you read off that list, it just makes me want to gather everyone together in a room and never leave. <laughs> I think that's coming. I think we can, maybe we can pull that off at some point. This is true. I agree with you. There's nothing like being around KBs. Speaking of which. Yes. You look rested, Miss KB. I, I look rested? You do. You look really rested. That's, that comes as a shock. Because your, your hair is just like all over the place. <laughs> just, not. I'm kidding. <laughs> Liar. <laughs> you, look, you look rested and bright and shiny and all put together. How's well, that? Well, thank you. Thank you very much. You do. We, we've had to travel a lot during the last couple of weeks, and it's, it's really good to be back. Oh, man. It's so good. It's almost surreal, though, because so much has happened. Since our last podcast, I mean, where do you even begin? Just so much. We've done so much. We've done a lot. But, you know, and I, when I say it's good to be back, I have to kind of scratch my head because I'm not sure. What does it even mean for us to be back? What are we back it to? It means that we're back where our where big we, suitcases are. <laughs> we're, we're back to where we left from. Yes. Which is along the coast of South Carolina, but we are back here for just a few more weeks. We watched a movie last night, by the way. Uh, licorice, licorice pizza. pizza? Yeah. Why was it called licorice pizza? I, I'm not quite sure. I'm sure there's a there's a reason, but I, I don't. We know. laughed. It was cute. It was. It was an immersive experience. It wasn't so much a cinematic experience as a. I felt like I was sucked into the 70s for right over two hours, and I enjoyed it. They did. They did <laughs> capture the the spirit of the 70s. I mean, you weren't there. I wasn't there. You've told me about was, it many times. Well, I was really, really young, so I was kind of like... I was young, I swear. I didn't do it. It wasn't my fault. Whatever. But it was really fun, yeah. wasn't it? Well, it was kind of amazing. Just I, I think probably the, the coziest, my favorite part of it was just watching kids, teenagers, having sort of free reign to run around neighborhoods and run down to local shops and ping... What was it? A... a Pinball. Pinball. Thank you. Pinball little havens and stuff. But it was just, I mean, I didn't grow up like that. You know, I grew up pretty, we couldn't just like walk to the store. Well, there was a lot of free spiritedness back yes, then. Yes, thank you. Exactly. And you, you pointed out too that how attractive it is for, for um, 
to see somebody that's comfortable in their skin. Mm. They're, they're not second guessing their appearance or trying to find validation from others about what they're saying or doing or yeah. talking. I mean, they're just being them. Yeah. And that is that is the the attractiveness of being authentic. Absolutely, right? there's a real um, sexiness, if you will, that comes from confidence. I will sure. <laughs> Why not sexiness? Sexiness is enlightenment. Yeah. Well, I think. And and there's something too. I mean, when when you have that level of confidence in not just who you are, but the life that you're living, it's it's fun to be around. It's fun to interact with, and then you it, it draws other people in. I just I think it's fantastic, and we should all achieve that. It's attractive when somebody can go, you know what, you're weird, and you're like, Thank I know, you. right? Thank I, you. I really, and if you think that was weird, watch this. <laughs> High praise. High praise. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Wow. Emily wrote in, one of our KBs, hey, she Emily. said, to start with, I just want to tell you how much you have inspired me. Through journaling and manifesting mm -hmm. my perfected life, she said that I am on day 43 of Law of Attraction, 100-day guided journal, and your amazing book had truly opened my mind up to endless opportunities and my perfected life. Mm -hmm. Her mind was simply open to what already was, by the way. That's nice. Because, wow. you know, when we are working on locating our original genius of purpose, all we're doing really is unbecoming all the things that people have tried to convince us that we are otherwise. And so doing the work of becoming a kinetic believer that someone that's not double-minded is just turning away from the ideas, the manipulations and all the condemnation and all the things and stuff that people have tried to put on you your entire life mm. to turn you away from your genius of purpose. So that's really what she's doing. And she says here, and she writes, she says, so I thought I would take the time to thank you for that. Well, you're so welcome. And she <laughs> says, before I finish, I was just wondering, how did you discover the law of attraction personally? And what has this brought into your life so far? Well, it would be really easy for me to say, well, Emily, go back and listen to a, a couple dozen of our podcasts from a couple <laughs> of years ago. But I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Do it anyway, but I'm not going to do, I'm not going to say that. But, you know, I had someone very close to me at, and I was at the age of four that shared with me about the power of belief. And of course, at the age of four, you believe everything, don't you? I mean, there's not any, you could, I, I believed anything and everything was possible because it is. And I think that we all come into the world with an empty palate, just ready to be programmed and to to believe and to aspire toward imaginations and dreams. But I had somebody to really take me by the hand and explain to me the power of belief. I was four years old. And then, Emily, I went on, and you'll hear in some of the podcasts my story about imagining for a pony and going through the principles of the law of attraction and through the power of kinetic belief, manifesting a pony into my, not just one, but two ponies. And I was 10 years old, 11 years <laughs> old. Um, and then on to an NBC sitcom. I grew up doing a sitcom with NBC and I, then 16, I wanted to grow taller and I used the principles of kinetic belief to do that over a summer. I grew like five or six inches, but through practice, this is the thing. Through practice, intentional practice, I developed this heightened sense of extrasensory perception over the years. Now, and I say this, first of all, let me preface it by saying it's not unique or special to me or anybody else. Everyone has the same abilities. It just takes an intentional 
uh, I'm going to put pressure on this for it to develop within you. So everybody listening today, you have all of these same abilities within you. Some of you are already practicing in it. Many of you have been using the law of attraction and, and working miracles in your lives for decades now. But through that, I went through and, and still am practicing in, in uh, particular areas of healing with other people, with knowledge of healing that, that's needed for people. And I, I sense it and I know it specifically exactly what it is. Uh, I've been, I've had unctions in my spirit and that has made me to stand at a, a, an empty gas station at the pumps waiting for somebody to come coasting down the road that the universe knew was on their way. A, a young woman with two children in the car. And I waited for almost 15 minutes waiting for her, someone I never met before, but I knew that the, uh, somebody was coming in there that needed help. She coasted into the gas station and without asking or saying anything, I just started pumping gas into her car. Seeing people before I would meet them, names of, knowing names of people that I was about to meet, all those things, again, not unique to me, but it is unique to kinetic believers. It's unique to the KB. It's unique to those who are practicing the law of attraction and manifestation. And so I often hear, we do, Maggie, from a lot of you guys out there that have been working through the law of attraction 100-day guided journal, which, by the way, is available on the website. But the, you've been a KB for most of your life, and you just didn't know it until you found our little podcast here. Well, if you're new to this podcast, maybe you're wondering, am I a kinetic believer? Or you know, what we affectionately call a KB. Because there are certain, there are certain characteristics okay, that are apparent in someone who's operating in those parts of their life in, in higher consciousness. A KB, Maggie, a KB is a person that has awakened to higher consciousness. It's somebody that is in pursuit of more, and it's more than just a way of being. It is putting pressure on using your toolkit for manifesting mm. to, to rearrange your life and to become your purpose manifested in this realm. Well, and so, such a huge part of this awakening journey is simple awareness, becoming aware of that, that even the possibility of, of achieving these things and attracting these things, you know, you've used the analogy before of once the first guy ran the four minute mile, there were many to follow shortly thereafter. And so I feel like that's a big part of, you know, stage one of becoming a kinetic believer is you're finally realizing you're being, you're shook, shook and woken up to the fact that, look, you can do this. This, this is actually possible. And I was meditating on that just, just the other day, just how powerful it is to just simply become aware of possibility. Absolutely. Isn't that it? Awareness of possibility. That is so good because the once somebody becomes aware of higher consciousness, aware of the possibility of the, some of the attributes that I was just naming off as well. Once you are aware of higher consciousness, you are no longer, you're no longer uh, in the ego, mm -hmm. just totally immersed in ego. You're no longer underwater. You're no longer asleep. You, now, you are an observer of it. In other words, you've been lifted up over it. And it's from that higher perspective of transcending to a higher perspective over life, over your life, other people's lives. That's higher consciousness. But now you're not observing higher consciousness anymore. To observe higher consciousness or to, to long to be in it is not to be in it. That's an <laughs> ego saying, I wish I could. Yes. But once you begin to emerge into higher consciousness, it just is. It, it, it becomes you. In other words... 
look, by, by journaling, which we talk about and highly recommend, if you want to do this, you've got to be a journaler. But by journaling from your highest viewpoint, outside of the realm of facts, outside of the realm of fiction, outside of the realm of judgments, a person becomes one with higher wisdom, one with knowing, one with happiness, one with joy and prosperity, one with wholeness, which is the essence of health, one with love, which is in all things. And no amount of counsel with others will change what an enlightened person has become one with. You couldn't talk a tree out of being a tree. It just is. Mm. Yes. There's no choice in the matter. So actually, through, like you're saying, awareness to become something that one is not, that's not possible. It's not authentic. In fact, it's not even true. You can hang flowers from a tree, but that doesn't make it a a, a, a tree flower. <laughs> a I mean, flower it's, tree. It's, that's, it's fake. It has the appearance <laughs> of a tree flower, but it's rooted in something else. <laughs> it's totally something different than that. Think of, think I'm, of the, I'm really hung up on this flower tree. You want a tree flower now, <laughs> Yeah, I'm you? just completely distracted now. <laughs> but well, think of it this way. All children, okay, all children are complex by nature, right? I mean, there's a yes. complexity to kids that's unique to a child, mm-hmm. you know, especially if you observe children and love kids the way that we do. Okay, so yeah. Yeah, there's a complexity to them. But there are some spiritual beings that come into the natural world that, even when they're just a few months old, they begin to demonstrate uh, cosmic wisdom. Okay, There's an enlightenment that can't be explained by, of course, their experiential knowledge. I mean, the, the kid hasn't climbed a mountain yet. But in other words, children, th- these are children who just know things. And, and there's no explanation for their knowing. <laughs> yes. But they'll look at you, you know, they're, they're two years old and they say, now that wasn't nice. <laughs> Well, now how do you know what nice is? <laughs> but now, but they just right. know things. There is a knowing that is just head knowledge. And this is not what I'm talking about. A knowing that just is. That has an intimacy to it. Mm-hmm. And there is an essence to being one with higher consciousness, an identity that's rooted in the wisdom of source knowledge. And a KB, uh, to, to, to Emily's question, how did I know? Well, this has been a lifetime of studying this stuff, but a KB is somebody that intentionally chooses to return to their original identity in source knowledge. As that four-year-old child who just believed because I was taught of the power of kinetic energy, kinetic belief, I was, I was aware of an identity then that was pure, unadulterated. And I was intimately, intimately connected to source knowledge a KB intentionally chooses to their original identity. And now, th- now this is what it means to transcend the egoic state of being. And I'm talking about beyond familial influences, beyond judgments, beyond condemnation, beyond all the measurements and those things. Higher consciousness is achieved by rewilding oneself, okay, to be unbecoming that which is not, to reveal that which is. And in this instance, in the state of higher consciousness, it this truly, this is where we get to the real meaning of it is what it is. <laughs> there it is. There, so there it is. <laughs> well, and it's, it was an interesting thing that you just were focusing on too, these, these things in life where we just know. And it's like trying to describe to someone who's never been in love what it's like to meet your soulmate. 
And it's impossible to describe because you just know when you know in your knower that you know. <laughs> and there are a few things like that in life. There's um, relationship. There's maybe you're called to something in life. There's kinetic belief. But these are things that when you're presented with the information, it, ha- it resonates on such a perfected level with your own frequency in your own life that it just clicks. It dovetails perfectly with everything that you've already known to be true. And you just maybe, maybe didn't have anything to attach it to. That is so good. And you know, that's a great, I love the analogy because how many people wreck their lives using head knowledge rather than a knowing or an unction of wisdom, especially when it comes to a, a soulmate. So they've, they create what they desire and they find someone to project that onto using head knowledge rather than an intimate unction mm-hmm. of knowing. And they end up with something that they spend many years trying to get away from. And this is <laughs> so much money. <laughs> you know, this is the, well. no, seriously, this is the person that says, I'm going to make him what I want him to be. Yeah. Yeah. And you can overlay Mold that with him. many, many, many decisions in life. You can look back on your life. I know I can. And there have been many paths that I shouldn't have gone down because I did what was maybe the head knowledge, more logical thing mm-hmm. than the spiritual unction. And this goes back to the higher self, you know, living from the higher self, always being in the present moment, um, connected to higher source will carry you through these decisions and and understanding how all of this works. And that's why it's so important to be open, open to new ideas, new uh, persuasions and suggestions, because I can tell you that none of us are dropped into this world where we're going to end up or where we should end up. That's the beginning of a journey and not the end. And so if you look around after 20 years at the same place you landed here and you're thinking, this is my purpose in life, you've missed it somewhere. And it's probably why you spend many days anxious, mm-hmm. worried, in fear and doubt, wondering, where have I gone wrong? Why isn't, why aren't things more exciting to me? Mm. You know, something you said to me recently, Steve, that I loved, and I've thought about it a lot lately, is the importance of embracing seasons in our life. Because I think sometimes culture can try to put on us the concept that, you know, you need to reach this plateau of success and then live there as long and as hard as possible. And when you get rid of that mindset, seasons enter in and they're beautiful seasons and they're completely vast and different with different people and different pursuits, different Mm -hmm. levels of Mm -hmm. income, different, you know, traveling and and requirements. But the point being is that, you know, as kinetic believers, it makes you highly adaptable. It makes you love the season that you're in now, the one that's yet to come, the one that was. Um, That's a huge part of this life. Rather than doing like most people do and just wishing this season was a different season. It's in the middle of the summer and I'm hot. And why is it always going to be this way? (laughs) Well, it's not. That's what we do as children, isn't it? I'm in the car and it's hot. This is the rest of my life. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly right. But no, life is fluid. And and being able to to roll with the the rapids, the, the white water in the kayak is is going to be key that is to enjoy the present moment indeed to enjoy whatever it is knowing that it is not forever look we we discovered you know after a few years of doing this podcast maggie that that most of our listeners are cabies yes and they're restless when they find themselves being double-minded because they are aware of the presence of their genius of purpose in other words the present-mindedness of the authentic self in a kinetic believer means that they are exhibiting a rare combination of traits 
that stand out from all the previous generations, but they are restless. Mm -hmm. And so they're looking, they know there's more, they know that they're in, in they're close to it. And so they're chomping at the proverbial bit to get there. There's a restlessness, but I'll, and I'll tell you that most of you listening have, have been characterized with some very unique personality traits because of, of your eagerness, because of your willingness and your restlessness. Well, and you know, it's kind of funny when you dive so deeply into the life of a kinetic believer, you become a kinetic believer. Um, If you ever find yourself dropping out of that from time to time, personally, I think it actually feels worse than it did before. Do you feel that way? Mm, Yeah. Because it makes me think of like, you know, I mean, I've, I've had a, I've been allergic to gluten forever and you supported me by not eating bread in front of me. So you I actually support the allergy, but I supported you <laughs> me not having to smell rolls, gotcha. but you, you, you did it with me just to mm. be kind. But now, you know, you've sort of like developed a sensitivity because you haven't had it <laughs> in like both 10 years. But I think about, and it's a funny analogy, but I think about kinetic belief lifestyle that way. It's like, if you achieve these levels of enlightenment and and keying into the higher self all the time, uh, you better watch out because if you ever drop out of it, if you ever step into the ego, it will be a thousand times worse than it would have been before you were even a kinetic believer. Oh, but you know what? That's the beauty of this because when you do step out, your your experiential knowledge and higher consciousness redirects you right back to where you should be. It does. You're going, nope, this isn't. You know what to do. This isn't right, and well, I know I know right now why it's not correct. Well, and I'm saying this because it happened to me recently. So we we had our our concert recently, and I had a moment I was projecting into the future. And when you do that, that's all ego, right? right. And I instantly felt the nerves set in instantly. And they mm-hmm. were so intense, maybe the most intense they've ever been in my life, more than they should have been. But then I brought myself back to the present moment, connected with highest self. It's fine. But I was really, I guess, maybe intrigued and found it curious that it was one of the worst feelings, sensations of being out of the higher self that I've ever had. So you you feel it more keenly is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. But hey, we know how to get back into it. But when you come back into the present moment of you, enjoying life from where you are in the present moment, that makes you a very peculiar person to the observer. How is it that you can stand in front of a thousand people and sing your song? Mm-hmm with poise and confidence and people are going there is no way that i could do that you're peculiar it makes it gives you a uniqueness to mm. your personality that is difficult for other people to understand that's beautiful because the most common the most common thing about a unique personality trait okay of a kinetic believer is the ability to gain information from some unknown external source. Now, because when you come into that present moment in your gifting, you're, you are connected to something beyond yourself. And so you're no longer nervous. It's when we isolate ourselves away from source that we become anxious yes. in the moment. Yes. Because you're not your creator, but you're relying solely on self rather than source, mm. which is intimidating how powerful to even know this, you know, (laughs) to even know that, Hey, when, when you feel something or something's off or you do step away from these truths for even Uh, a moment, 
we know if you listen to this podcast, you know, what you just said is huge. Being able to carry that truth with us so that we can then implement it immediately and nip these things the moment that they happen so we can continue on with living our best life. Well, in this way, wisdom is knowledge. Knowledge is wisdom. And and I'll tell you, most KBs are aware that they perceive information like we're talking about that's beyond the normal. That's why they are restless. That's why you guys keep tuning into these podcasts. We all want more. Yeah. We're, we're, we're hungry. There's an insatiable <laughs> appetite. Give yes. me more. I know there's more. I want to know it. Mm-hmm. I want to be around people that are talking this, yeah. that are walking it, that are living it. And so we're perceiving information that's beyond the normal. There in what's happening is, is it's not just the hunger. There's a hunger there because there is sensory contact. There is an energetic contact with higher consciousness, which is drawing our attention that mm-hmm. makes the ego restless to not conform. And so there's this, this warring of intention, mm-hmm. which creates a restlessness in your higher self. And so, and this, most people and that we're talking about here, there is a certain sense of clairvoyance among them, mm. which is common. Now, they may not have used the word you know, clairvoyant to explain how they just know what they know, but they do receive insights, well, insights about other people, insights about places, insights about this podcast, uh, who, whoever they're living their lives with, insights uh, about things or some events in ways that most other people don't, or they're just not aware of it when it does happen. Clairvoyant comes from the French word meaning clear vision. And, and while we're at it, Many of you out there, and I know this to be true, many of you are telepathic. I mean, this happens when information is sent from the mind of, of one person to another. Mm-hmm. I mean, y- yes, you and I are. That sensitivity. I mean, there, it's unbelievable. But yeah. Now, this is common among those who often achieve this state of being present like you're, you're, you, you're mentioned. And telepathy comes from the Greek words that just means distant experience. In fact, most of you, and I know this to be true, have natural abilities that are, well, they're not normal <laughs> in, the sense, in the sense of being commonly acknowledged, not because your abilities are not available to other people or just like mine or not. You know, I'm not you, you're not me, but these are, these are abilities that are part of the, the spiritual, natural experience that we're all having. And, but something has transpired in the KB's life at some point that you are awakened to higher consciousness, the state of being, by returning to your authentic self as a result of believing more in what cannot be seen than basing your existence on what can be seen on what you've been told to believe. Now, all you guys and gals are a unique group. You are... Well, you're children of the light that have that have looked within to identify what you believe to be true while imagining to see. In other words, revelation knowledge has become you. Mm. So, well, what is a child of the light? I mean, who are all of you? We call you KBs, <laughs> but now really, who who are we? Who what is the collective mm. that we're talking to and, right. and, and talking about? Well, a KB. And, and really, Emily, I'm, I'm kind of getting off on this here today because of your, your, your question and your email. How did I know? How do I still know? KBs are filled with the light of creation. The inhabitation of source wisdom, which inhabits gratitude. And so those that have awakened to the power of attraction, for example, to manifesting, to higher consciousness, 
are gifted with unique abilities that have moved to the surface, that have come from within to the without. Mm -hmm. And you've acknowledged it. You've you've experienced it. And, and you now recognize that, hey, this is part of my mission on earth to positively reinforce the good in the world, mm -hmm. to promote the advancing of the mind and the body and the spirit. And that is fundamentally the very thing that sets us all apart. Wow. And so now we have a role, which is to actively take part in well in transitioning the world into a new existence. And so a KB is, is here to prepare a place for extravagant change to show up in their lives. Now we often talk about, you know, what being a KB means, but you, you guys, you're all, you're on the forefront of paving ways for humanity to not only survive the stuff that the world is spinning itself through, but then to excel and to ultimately thrive in spite of it all. I mean, we have, a, we have this spiritual calling on our lives, and it is ultimately to assist in, in raising human consciousness, which is pivotal. It's pivotal to the advancing development of humanity. I mean, we are, after all, in the evolution of consciousness together as one. Meg, you mentioned, and, and we were just playing a concert series yeah. in, in St. Pete Beach, Florida this, well, this past Sunday for about a thousand people. And, and after one of the shows, a couple came up to us and they, they introduced themselves as KBs. And for, <laughs> and for us both, wasn't, wasn't it true that that was the highlight of that entire concert oh, series? Yes. As amazing as all that was, mm -hmm. and all of, all of the, 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 the audience, as amazing as the interaction was, Meeting a couple of the KBs there, I mean, they, and they said that they listen to these podcasts all the time and their light and love was profoundly evident just in those couple of moments that we mm -hmm. connected and you sensed it. Well, what was interesting is that we were standing there saying goodbye to all the people that had that had attended the, the, the concert. And so, you know, you're, you're saying, hello, okay, goodbye. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. And, and it's all about, uh, basically the same level of connection with each little person that you're saying something to. And then all of a sudden you hear the word KB. <laughs> and I mean, the, the instant spark, the instant connection that I felt was so satisfying. And I mean, it almost brought tears to my eyes, honestly. And I immediately was like, can I hug you? <laughs> can I please hug yes. you? Family. It's family, exactly. So, yeah. I mean, there is, there's absolutely that knowing and also a hunger for it, a hunger to connect on this, on this level with people that they, well, that you love. Well, you're there with the spiritual light of someone else that just knows what they know, that you know that you know, and there's a connection, an energetic connection there Yeah. that words aren't enough, mm -hmm. but you just know it. And look, there is an elect group of creative creators that have been incarnating on earth during the last century, and they're here now, and there's, there are millions of us. And actually, the first, the very first wave of self-aware cabies on the planet has been been uh, tracked back as early as the 1870s, and only because of some of the writings. And it, it actually goes back much, much further than that. But I'm I'm speaking more in terms of uh, not just po postmodernism, but just in the time of of the writing of more of the the modern. Um, mm -hmm. Translations of some of the ancient writings, but from really the 1870s, from then each generation of those 
transcending to higher consciousness, have, have borne subsequent generations following that. Not in the way of bloodline. It's not what I'm talking about. But by way of sharing a co-heir inheritance of light, of positive expectations with other transcendents or others, uh, other transcended to, that have transcended to higher consciousness. And it's not by our own efforts alone, by the way. I mean, we've been sent with the seed of higher consciousness to interconnect with each other yes. by receiving each other's unique tacits of God, tacits of light, in order to collectively become more, to increase the presence of higher consciousness on the earth. Mm. And we sensed it. We, you and I, oh, we yeah. talked about that, you know, for the rest of the evening more than we did the, <laughs> the magnificence of the concert well, because, experience. Because there's something so intimate, intimate about knowing. And when you see, when you see another uh, human being and you just know and you're knower <laughs> that they are wanting to achieve the same spiritual uh, success and mindsets and and they, they want to exp- have those same life experiences that you do. There's There's just nothing deeper than that as far as connection goes well we're headed across the desert in mass and it's <laughs> it, there's nothing more enjoyable than to be in mass and it's by unconditionally loving each other mm. that all of us increase in our abilities and with the transcended consciousness traits mm. uh, uh that we can enjoy from one another yeah and, and that's, you know, you make me more, I increase you. The couple we met increased us. We do them. There is that, that interchanging of, of the tacits and attributes of light and of love mm-hmm. that increase us. So that goes back to the thirst and the hunger of the KB wanting to become more, to advance in mind, body, and soul. And that's where we reach outside of self mm-hmm. to the benefit of the collective for us all to enmask Head across the desert and become more. And that word hunger keeps really resonating with me because it, you, you you have a hunger for something when you get a taste, right? Like you you say, oh, I'm just going to have a bite of that dessert until you have a bite. <laughs> and then you're going to eat the whole thing. But that's how it is with these experiences. That's a huge part of the awakening process is you ha- you get a taste. You get a taste of how good life can be, how satisfying relationships can be, how intimate uh, meeting another person for even a moment can be, and you want more, and you want more. And so what's so wonderful about all of just really the whole journey that we're talking about today is that once you begin, you're going to be, it's like you're shot out of a cannon. Because once you take the first step, the gap between the life you were living and the life you are living now and that you want to achieve is so vast and it's so great, there's just no going back. Well, it's like the child that never grows up and... I think we both have a lot of that in us. Mm. And to have faith of a child, or, you know, like we were saying, all of us have met a young child who we just knew was so wise beyond their years. And it's the naturally born cabies that exhibit a certain, these features that really differentiate them from the rest of humanity. I mean, interestingly enough, each new wave of cabies coming into the natural, seem to display these unique characteristics that we're talking about and all these abilities, simply because we don't exist to be alike. Mm. I mean, that's not the point of being a kinetic believer. I mean, we thrive in our individuality, which the universe is never going to be depleted of. 
regardless of the generation, KBs share many, many common features. And for example, even though most don't understand it, there is a common purpose to assist humankind in its advancing. And KBs are, are very emphatic. I mean, they're very aware, sensitive in the observant way. In other words, they see individuals who are, for example, emotionally hurting, and we just want to go help them. Yeah. But not in a way to agree with their hurting and with their pain, but to... You want to bring relief. To bring relief, to yeah. get them out of the hurting. Not to encourage it, which is what a lot of psychology does, but it's to bring them out of it. Not, not by agreeing with the pain, but they know that to help means to help others come out from the pain. And KBs are just focused observers. And they're sensitive to body language as well. And they quickly... Have the ability to read like facial expressions. Those are some of the sensitivities that we're talking about, and they can quickly interpret mm-hmm. uh, tones of voice just because of their keenly, their keen sense of observation. And when we met that couple, I had a sense when the, when I turned and looked at them that there was already a presence there mm-hmm. before they said a word, because you'll know kinetic believers because the the, the light that of their aura indicates that this is somebody that is wise beyond their years. Yes. And with an expectation for they're standing there, they haven't said anything, but I know that there's an expectation in this, these two people for peace. There's an expectation for joy. There's an expectation for happiness. There's an expectation for all those things to be manifested, not only to be, but that it has. Mm. And it's a, there's an aura, there is a light, there's an energy field that's communicating those things to me. And that goes back to the knowing that we were talking about earlier. You know, you know when you go on a walk and maybe it's a cloudy day and then the sun peeks out for just a moment from behind the clouds and your instinct is to turn and face the light and the warmth and just to absorb as much of it as you mm-hmm. can on your, on your face and on your body. And I think that's how it is many times when we meet like-minded co-creatives is you just sense the warmth and that invitation mm-hmm. and the higher level of understanding. And it, again, it goes back to one of those things in life where you just know in your knower and it's, there's not even a, a huge explanation <laughs> that you can attach. Well, KB, it's because we understand things that transcend our physical forms, yes. right? And and it even limits, it even limits of, the, of the, the measurable boundaries of the earth. We move beyond that. And the empirical forms around us don't bind us up into the natural yes. as a result of it. Absolutely. So regardless of a KB's age, we have the ability to grasp these large concepts that are... Um, you know, beyond us or beyond the empirical, we can grasp them. And uh, even through our conversations, there is this ability to, to be an expression of, of, the, of the thing that's imagined. Mm-hmm. Okay, So there is an inherent high degree of emotional intelligence, I guess is the best way to say it. Yeah, yes. And as such, their, their, their aura uh, is one of unconditional love which is a very real detectable light. And it helps us to spread these, these positive emotions to those in the world that, that are hurting. Mm-hmm. KBs also, and, and I know this, realize that they are co-creators with the creator of the universe. 
It's not a solo act. We're not here on our own. There is a very real intimate relationship with purpose through the universe with the creator that put us here to be an act or an expression of more than ourselves. And that we are eternal beings here on this planet, having this natural experience in this enlightened state. We are creative and we are just naturally expressive people. What a beautiful visual just to allow yourself to, from time to time, simply meditate on the fact that our life is this ultimate beautiful collaboration with the universe, with our creator. And the fact that we get to even do 50% of this is a huge gift because we're made to do that. You know, we're doers. We want to go after it. We want to put our hands to something. We have the same, uh, you know, uh, sensations and, and ideas and concepts within us that the creator has. And so there's this intimate, intimate connection when we are actually creating and doing that through words and being so consciously minded of, of everything that we're speaking and saying in relationships and this kinetic belief life that we're, that we're living. Well, and you know, and I love it just when, when you say 50%, mm-hmm. what Maggie means by that is that the universe has its part. We have our part. And if we are in alignment and agreement with, with God's part, with our creator's part, then we're open to advancing to become more of ourselves. In other words, if you find yourself doing 60%, where you're doing 10% of the universe's part, therefore you're diminishing yourself by 10%. If you're doing 100%, you're diminishing yourself by 100%. Mm-hmm. If you're doing 50%, then 50% is the available for your advancement, for increasing, to becoming more, to enlarging your territory, to attracting more abundance, supply, increase, more of yourself. It's life, it's development, it's growth. It's the tree that's... R- its limbs are reaching out for more of the sun and it's growing and developing because you are uh, uh, creating a space for that increase. And it's so important to see that as truly as a relationship, the ultimate relationship that you can count on. It's immutable. It's never going to change. Those roles are set in stone. And so if you find that perfect balance the way it's meant to be, then I think it's always interesting. You can feel yourself sort of lock in to the perfect balance of manifestation, peace, highest source, highest self, because all of a sudden life takes off. The velocity of life, you can feel it kick in when you're achieving this balance. And so I kind of wonder, is that what we're always supposed to be uh, working toward and being mindful of is balance, keeping the balance of relationship within ourselves with highest self? You know, one of the ironic things about finding balance with self finding balance with other people. It's it's ironic in that for balance, you find yourself expressing yourself freely. Yes. Not by, yes. not with the filter, because somebody would say, well, you need to measure what you say according to the expectations of someone else so that you don't offend them, for example. Well, that's not balance. Mm-hmm. Actually, balance is expressing yourself freely without an ul- ulterior motive to manipulate other people, for example. And so as a result of that, in balance, we have the ability to communicate wordlessly as well. Mm -hmm. And that's just through brain activities, such as the the creative arts. I mean, most KBs have high levels of telepathic abilities, and especially in creative arts. Co-creatives, for example, we like to draw, paint, sing, dance. And, and immerse ourselves into the world of poetry even. Actually, 
um, actually, th this is such a common, a common thing among co-creators. Most KBs are just, and, and this is so true because, and I think that they're just impatient to the demands of reasonings by the ego. <laughs> and it's just the ego wants to argue with what you know to be authentic in alignment with your higher state of consciousness. And KBs are unusually intelligent and they recognize it. Intelligent in a way of knowing with this high degree of intuition. And so <laughs> we're impatient. We just don't tolerate the, the resistance when it shows up for very long. And it comes back through the experiential knowledge and the wisdom of having already walked that walk. And so we don't like to waste time mm. with reasonings and challenges to what we just know in our knower to be true. Well, and this is the artistic aspect that you just brought up is, is a really interesting one, I think, because when it comes to art of any kind, which is really just another way of saying creativity, um, as we all know, it is always in in the the artist's own mind and then sometimes in the eye of the beholder as well but the point being is that your relationship with creativity and creation in general is your own and being able to embrace that and not seeing it and labeling it as oh this is good or this is bad um i did this very well or i did not do this well is a huge part of it, of achieving the things you want to achieve because it all comes back to your your relationship with yourself and your creator and in those moments the things that you're creating are otherworldly mm, mm -hmm. and they are because you say so. And that's always the artist's struggle, isn't it? To get the, the audience out of the mind and to get mm. into your own creative source and care about nothing else. Well, that's coming into the present moment with your imagination and mm. then allowing the, the mechanics of the physical to be an interpreter of the thing that's imagined. So it's bringing all, of, all things possible into the present moment for your inhabitation. Yeah. There, wow. there is an advancing flow toward expectations. So in the expectations of the imagination, through putting your hands to some kind of a creative art form, we're able to actually advance the imagination beyond. And this, again, is ironic. I think, I think most things are ironic for cabies and especially to the observer like what what the heck are you doing but it's that was weird that's weird but it works is the way it's supposed to work for example um in in the flow of our our creative expectations through any form of art that it always seems like then we begin even you know you can an artist you do this i do it when i'm writing music when you're painting it's we can sit there for hours on end and not move and time seems to stand still yeah. and you've been out there on the you know out there in the the natural elements painting <laughs> and clouds come and get, it gets cloudy and it drizzles and the sun comes back out and the leaves fall the sun the moon comes up and it goes down and here comes the sunrise and you're still standing there and you're painting mm. <laughs> time stands still but it's because in that creative form in the present moment the world always seems faster the pace of the world is faster around you mm. and so we're, we're moving toward in that creative stance what we know to be true yeah which transcends the natural and connects us with the eternal well i feel like what you just described is also perfecting our present moment and so many times creativity is just the perfect catalyst, the, the exact thing that we need to reconnect in the deepest possible way with our present moment. Because 
you know, it, it is, you don't have to participate in the so-called rat race. You don't have to always be chasing down the next errand, the next appointment, the next, we saw this hilarious commercial about these gunslingers couldn't gunsling at high noon because they were so overscheduled, you know, they, they're like, well, how about high two, right. <laughs> high three? Nope. Right. No, Timmy's got a harp recital <laughs> at, at two. But the point being is that we're allowed permission granted. We're allowed to to pursue these things, to spend time on the highest self, to spend time understanding and journaling and getting ourselves into the headspace required to perfect our present moment. And thus, always, because it's funny when you say, you know, okay, I'm living my best life. We are living our best life, but really more accurately, we're living our best present moment over and over and over again continuously. Yes, that's correct. Because in that present moment of living your best life, creatively speaking, Really, you're out front. You're out front, mm. and the world in its present state of progression can't catch up with you. Oh, that's beautiful. As I busy love that. as it looks, it, it cannot even begin to catch up yeah. with where where you are because of yeah. that transcendent state of being. And that is, that is a, a, such a perfect analogy for what it feels like. It does feel like that when you when you slip into those moments and you do it as for as long as possible. You you feel okay. All of a sudden, I'm not behind. I'm not underneath. I'm way out ahead and on my own. That's beautiful. Well, these are just some of the traits of what it means to be a kinetic believer, if you're wondering if you are or not. Mm -hmm. Another thing, really, another trait of a kinetic believer is that typically KBs are, are very generous people. I mean, there is a real strong sense of generosity. In other words, material things, they don't just particularly interest KBs. I mean, and, well, just for the fun of it, let's call KBs the chosen ones. I like that. For the fun of it, heck yeah. <laughs> yeah you are a chosen one, my yes. friend. But they, they clearly understand that everything on the planet is connected. Mm. And everything on the, the planet belongs to everyone. Now, you may claim to have title to it. That's fine. Go ahead and, and pay the taxes on it. But And I'm going to enjoy it from a distance. Yes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> But it all, it all belongs to everybody. And so the, the chosen ones, KBs, feel that they just don't belong on the earth. They feel disconnected from other people because of their unusual thoughts and even their unusual behavior. <laughs> and unusual times that you laugh and, you, and others don't aren't laughing with you. I mean, they have this great connection. KBs have a connection to nature and an unbelievable connection to animals and the night sky and the moon on the desert mm -hmm. and the stars in the sky at night. They can spend hours just looking at the sky and the moon and the stars, and they, they love nature. And they can take strolls to go look at, a, at the forest or look beyond the horizon of all of the large water uh, bodies that there are. And there's something to that. And you and I were either in the Rockies or at, at an ocean somewhere. There is there's an intimate connection with animals. There's an intimate connection with children. There's an intimate connection with the unadulterated, the innocence, and the the the, the purity of life form in its pure state mm. of yes. being. KBs are inclined to to just push boundaries that have been set by the uh, uh, predecessor generations and even boundaries set by present day familial relationships. We push back. Those yeah. are boundaries. Redefining everything. And, and, and as, as such, they're just, you know, we're intuitive, strong willed, and yet very sensitive. Well, you really hit on it when you said we know, we have this knowing that we're not 
of this world. And so that's, isn't that why when you try to live a life pretending like you're, you are of this world, it's so depressing and it makes you feel terrible and you're not going to enjoy the life you're living. And so this, that, that shines a bright light on the reason that, you know, embracing seasons and understanding the, the connection with other kinetic believers and highest self and the way that life is so liquid and it's flowing, you know, in all these different directions and being able to understand that it just, I think it helps, right? Just knowing it, that, that knowing that you're describing of not being from, of here, of this place. Right. And when we say that it's not in a selfish way, it's not to say that, hey, we're better. We're not from here. You guys are from here. And that's why you're having all these, these problems. That's not it at all. Because we share the common genius of purpose, which is by achieving our best lives, we make humankind better. We care. We want things to be better. We want people to be better. We want there not to be the suffering that there is. We're not the, we don't want to be part of it or, or to be <laughs> certainly not a cause of it. Well, and being, you know, speaking to that, it's always going to be more powerful to demonstrate the life that you hope someone else can live, that you want for them, the the level of joy and peace and understanding that to have, to live that and allow people to observe you and to not always have to be telling them how to do it is always the most powerful. But isn't that it? takes courage. Indeed. That takes confidence. Yes. Because without confidence, you're not going to be brave enough to do the bold enough. Indeed. Yeah. In other words, cavies are born knowing that they're unique, right? Yes. And that's the thing that makes them confident. And the confidence, however, is it an attraction for attacks from low energy people. Mm. You become a target. Low energy. Your confidence makes you a target. In other words, people will then try to, to, to change you. They will belittle you. They, they will... Uh, make your dynamic to try to make your dynamic purpose of no effect in your life and then therefore in their life and they will disparage you they'll bully you ridicule criticize you all of those things they are on the attack well, because of yeah. your confidence because of your light and your willingness to to be bold in self well when someone doesn't see themselves as special they there's no way that they're okay with you seeing yourself that way or seeing you that way and so it has to, and that's why the demonstration is so powerful. Well, all of that is because you see the world differently. Yeah, yes. And, and, Different perspectives. And because you offer better ideas and you offer new methods, and especially better ideas for the existing methods. And it's not because you want you to promote you and your idea, but because you see that there is a, you're connected with higher consciousness, which is the the uh, crux of wisdom for advancing the world into the better way. Yeah. And Maggie, when you first showed up about 15 years ago in my life, you started rearranging the team around us <laughs> and around me. I mean, you, you didn't even, it wasn't even, you weren't really even trying. Just your presence was a rearranging factor. And I mean, you saw the world differently. Not, not in a critical way, but by offering better ideas for all of the existing methods that were in place. I mean, folks, at that time, we were distributing over uh, 50 tons of food, okay, to Appalachian families in need. And Maggie, you offered better ideas for many of the methods that were already in place. And, and it was because of the light of wisdom within you. It was the higher consciousness. Mm -hmm. It's because you were born into this world as one of the chosen ones, as someone of, that's connected in an intimate relationship with the Creator. And so you're, you're on a mission in life, not in one purpose, but in all of life. 
And and it's through those, it's always going to be through those that are willing to show up, that's willing to show up in the mission field, that's willing to show up downtown or uptown or around town, anywhere you're going, to show <laughs> up within, within the one who's advancing the human evolution of spirit. The drive of KBs comes partly from possessing this innate knowledge to do things better, to be more efficient, to, to do more with less. In other words, when you use the word willing and willingness is such a huge part of the kinetic believer's life, because, you know, willingness is always going to be the the door that is opening to change. And you want things to change. You want things to constantly evolve for the better and the higher. And I always think of it like uh, I love the movie, the original Mary Poppins, you know, Julie Andrews, because she she wasn't critical. But goodness, she knew what she wanted. She, she had a vision, you know, she came in, she blew in with the wind and, and rearranged everything as she just knew it was supposed to be and then <laughs> went away. But the point being left everything higher and better. Mary Poppins was a change maker. <laughs> she was a kinetic believer. <laughs> she, that's, I love, yes, she was a kinetic believer. Oh, that's great. Absolutely was. And, and you know, I have to say today's podcast is, it, it feels a little different and I'm not, I'm trying to figure out why, but I think it's because more than anything, it's helping myself and I'm sure other connected believers be very seated and be become emboldened in the weird life that they're living because we're not the status quo and we are always going to be doing everything totally differently. And you do, it does help to have someone show up and say, this is correct. You're doing the right thing. It may feel funky because you don't see it replicated anywhere else around you, but that's okay because this is who we are. This is our identity and we all get to share in that. And because it's our identity, we have high expectations on self, high expectations on that identity because your identity is just that and you refuse to let it be anything else Mm. as a result of being a kinetic believer immovable unmovable not double-minded and really and then the challenge is you have the same expectation for other people because the temptation is to project your best qualities on other people especially those that you love but and as a result of that you know kbs are hard on themselves i mean they really are Mm -hmm. yeah which poses a, a really it poses a challenge in in their relationships, and we talk about this far more than I wish we had to, or I don't even know if we have to, but we do. We talk about it. We're hard on ourselves, and it's a challenge in our relationships and our in our interactions with other people until we properly adjust our perspective through the lens of unconditional love. Now. Most people have a, a knee-jerk reaction when you say unconditional love and actually have the wrong idea about it. Yes. It's, it's simply a knowing that all people are doing exactly what they should be doing from where they are in their level of consciousness, in their awakened state of being. And if they are asleep, then you allow them to be asleep and you don't try to shake them and wake them up. There is a gestation cycle that's necessary for the one who's asleep. In... The uh, um, the brothers, what in the the uh, the um, movie Step Brothers? Step Brothers, don't don't awaken the one who's sleepwalking. <laughs> it's not going to be pretty. He got his ass kicked. <laughs> it's not. That's never good. In other words, you don't get mad at a baby for doing things mm-hmm. that a baby would do. It's doing mm-hmm. exactly what it should do to become more, to and, grow, to not yes. be a baby anymore. And also to remember that we were babies. <laughs> at one point, at one point, <laughs> important to remember that we had our own 
portion of this journey that we had to live through as exactly well. so in the greater sense those hungry for enlightenment were sent to challenge the world yeah kbs you are here to challenge the world and <laughs> congratulations <laughs> you're a world challenger <laughs> oh, how do you good. like that you don't have to do anything your presence is going to be challenging to a lot of people yes which always comes, I mean, you try not to be shocked, you know, after doing it for so many years and years and years, but it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard not to be shocked. It's like, not like you're going to do this long enough then not have to do it anymore. Yeah. You show up with happiness and, and roses and butterflies and, and show up around a bunch of miserable people and you're not going to be the most popular. Yeah. That's part because of it. Because you have, KBs have a high sensitivity and a very real psychic capacity. Okay, with a strong sense of knowing about people and about their situations. And that's a good thing yeah. because that helps move us down the road. It helps to it helps us to overcome the 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 onslaught of attacks and condemnation and those things. But you know, the 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 consolation to all of this and and, and this is why we talk so often about getting away, getting out by yourself somewhere, go for a walk. KB's love nature. It's nurturing. It's, it's natural to the spirit. We have a resistance to authority, which is simply resistance to, be, to being told what to think because it's, we're, we're free thinkers. Okay. We've got, we have a difficult time with rules and authority that because it, we feel and understand that it's just read, trying to redefine the authentic self. And so we're just deeply motivated by these things that are outside of those factors that try to redefine us, that we just have to put in the work to, un to unbecome those things, yeah. to rewild ourselves away from those things. But you know something, we're just, we, KBs are deeply motivated by this compassionate desire for a more fair and a more just world. Even though the world as it is, is in the middle of a process, we still know what it could be. My goodness, it's broken. And yet there's still good things <laughs> yeah. that we can find. And so we stand up against compromised integrity, which promotes transcendence in, in other people. And, you know, most KBs feel like they are old souls. Mm -hmm. And they'll tell us that when we meet them. Like, you know, they've lived many, many lifetimes. I hear this often. And they have wisdom. Maggie, unlike others of their age, far beyond their natural years, they're strong-willed and they do everything that they can do to achieve what they know to imagine to know. And they're not age-bound. It doesn't matter how old you are. If you, find out you're, if you find out and recognize that you are a kinetic believer and have been your entire life and you just found out and you're 92 years old, well, congratulations, you're at the beginning of a new thing. You're not at the end of anything. Yeah. And you know that you're strong-willed, and you know that you do everything to achieve what you know, to imagine to know, and that you're not bound by age anymore, and you don't see life as a temporal thing, but as a continuous journey, one that you're going to be on for an eternity. You know, light-filled cabies are gentle. The couple we met, you could tell they were loving. And as part of the nature of being a KB is you're forgiving. You just, you don't, you don't, we don't internalize offensive things or attacks from mm -hmm. other people. We're just forgiving. 
and we're, because we're highly sensitive as a result of this, this really, it's a global consciousness that we're part of. In other words, there is an energy on this earth that is dominant among the collective of those seeking higher consciousness. And really, as a result of it, you know, we are part of the restraining spirit on the earth. Because, and, and as being part of that restraining spirit in the collective, we're considered to be pure spirits because cabies possess an aura that the human eye cannot see, but it's felt and it's, it's sensed by other people, but you can't see it. And we're guided by our hearts and not our minds. Cabies are forgiving. And as a result of that, we have this calming aura with this and, and many of them. And if you're not a KB, this can be a little uh, unnerving, but there <laughs> is a penetrating gaze that you can detect from KBs. There's a knowing in their gaze and they are caring. They are fun loving and they, they love to hug each other. But they live in the present like you're, you've been talking about, and they're not affected by the past or the future. They are connected to humankind through the Creator. And so they display what a lot of other people call these magical abilities. And as a result of that, they make it possible to recreate the energetics of a place, of a space, or a room in new ways in preparation for what they were about to manifest, mm. to call into being. Yeah. So, you know, and if you're new to this podcast, you're, you may be connecting already and going, I'm, I'm, uh, this is starting to make sense or faith to me. This goes be, this is, this is defining what I've always known to be true. And I just didn't have the words for it. You maybe you've known that you're intuitive, you're empathic. In other words, you relate with others almost in this extreme way. And you can often tell what other people are feeling. And you often know what they're thinking without anybody telling you. And that's why it feels so good to connect with another kinetic believer, whether it's just, you know, randomly out on the street or specifically at a KB workshop. But either way, it feels so good because it's one of the only times in life when we can sort of relax into this. And you know where they stand and they know where you stand and, and that that energetic is being passed back and forth in such a seamless, easy way. And it's really the only time that we can uh, feel that and, and receive it and send it back as well. You and I met a young girl who was a waitress in Charleston a number of years ago, back in, actually, we figured it out as in 2014. Yeah. And we knew she was a KB. We didn't even know her name yet, but you could just tell. And we reconnected with her recently, and she's been helping out with some of our concerts. But she had this childlike enthusiasm. <laughs> yes. and, um, and, and she would speak in terms that were far more advanced than what was deemed appropriate for her age yeah. at that time. And no filter. No filter, <laughs> which was a good thing which for her, KB. Yeah. Because a result of the presence of knowing within her, there was higher consciousness and that was obviously available to her that she was in. And one of the things that we've determined since then is that just like so many KB, she has a sense of being telepathic. She just knows. And you received a call from her a couple of days ago. Yep. At the moment, she, you guys were thinking about each other and she calls you. <laughs> yes. But those seeking a relationship with enlightenment, 
They're sensitive to, to some other the, the characteristics. You'll find that you're, you're highly sensitive to sound, for example. Yes. You are... You can be overwhelmed easily overwhelmed <laughs> with sen- your senses. With, with the, the, the noise yeah. in the earth, in mm-hmm. the world. They're sensitive to colors in a grand way. Sensitive to the environment, um, to other people's emotions. Sensitive to that. Not in a way that that tolerates it on the level that this is deemed appropriate, but you're sensitive to the, their, their in state of being or state of consciousness, level of consciousness toward enlightenment. And, and <laughs> KBs, you know, so, you know something? They get themselves in trouble pretty often earlier in life. Mm-hmm. Stay in trouble because of the things we're talking about, because they will gladly carry the water of others' negative emotions just to keep the peace. Yeah. Well, and that's what I was just going to say is that it, what you're describing takes a lot of extra room. So in order to be so observant and connected to nature, sensitive and sensitive to others' emotions and body language, you have to have so much room and space within yourself to house all of these ideas, to house all of these observations. And so what's really beautiful is to take all of that space and then turn it in the right direction. And you get to turn it into the, to, to the right direction with wisdom and capability and the knowledge of, of higher source on where, where, how should all of this ability be used? Because it is, it is like a superpower. Well, and it's those sensitivities that help you develop in that superpower because yes. earlier in your development as a KB, we're affected by adverse events mm-hmm. on an individual level and other, these other negative world occurrences because logic is in the knowing, is not in reasoning. And the wisdom that you're talking about is the thing that guides us out of those things and that creates the thirst and the hunger to develop, to become more of what we mm-hmm. know we should be. Yeah. You know, people who use the law of attraction are typically, now most often, autodidacts. Yes. Which appear, you know, they're just self-taught people. And there is a, a willingness for higher consciousness to manifest the greater portion, you know, the other 50%. So the KB actually prefers to teach and equip themselves through observation, through meditation, not various skills um, that, that are put on them, but that are chosen and through observation medita- and meditation become them. They develop in that. So they are more often than not, you know, multi-talented people. And as obvious as their abilities and, and their characteristics are to other KBs, those who are operating life from egoic, the lower state of consciousness, from a lower state of being, those that are asleep, they don't recognize the abilities of KBs because they just don't understand them. I mean, they're not widely known. Yeah. And so their scarcity, that's what makes KBs different. It makes you appear as peculiar people, as strange, little, weird people. <laughs> that's why you look that way to the rest of the world. But even so, KBs represent the, the absolute highest example of true potential that's on the earth. Because you're here to raise the human vibration of expectation and to alter the frequency of development, of advancement. KBs are, are chasing after insights and are here to heal and to realign humankind. 
and you possess this 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 rare quality of quickly recovering from negative emotions in that the wisdom of eternal truth is revealed in your present moment in the your sense of gratitude in all things and since you're not affected by negative emotions you know you're easy, like you're saying we're just cavies are easily forgiving and don't harbor bitterness. That's not part of the walk of a KB. That's how we're advancing. To harbor means to stay put. And this is what I call the state of walking on water, actually. Life lived from within. A clean slate. In other words, KBs have no earthly negative karma. And this makes them more focused to bring more happiness, to bring more harmony, and to defy the odds. You know, why, do all, why are you so lucky? Well, I'm not lucky. I'm just defying the odds. <laughs> but they are abnormally kind, and they are abnormally loving, and they're full of empathy, and they seek to help other people in the correct way. Slow to, slow to act, but to help those who are seeking the help. Evidence of the presence of kinetic energy is, is that they are well attached to their mission. In other words, they are strong-willed. And I mean, just try to tell, just try to tell a KB they can't, and see what happens. <laughs> That's rocket fuel. It is because they just—they're not easily distracted from their mission on Earth, and you—you you know that you're here for a reason, and that you're on a mission, and it excites you. My mother placed a note in my lunchbox when I was ten years old. And I haven't forgotten what it said. O thy youth, once thou hast determined thy mission within thy soul, let naught arrest thy step. Now, I didn't know what that meant at the time. <laughs> I was going to say. This but is... <laughs> I remembered it. <laughs> In the lunchbox. Well, but there it was. It worked, right? Yeah, it did work. Because we're on a mission. And once you've determined the mission... You don't let anything detract you from that. You don't mm -hmm. turn to the left or to the right because you know that you know that you know. Yes. And your knowing in that stance of kinetic energetics is the very thing that's going to attract to rearrange the circumstances of your life to create a place and a space for the manifestation of the greater. A byproduct of purpose is energy. And a KB who's aware of their purpose is just excited by it. You and I, we get up every day. We are so freaking excited by our purpose in this life. And we've got this constant high energy on us. It doesn't require a lot of sleep to replace our light. It just is. And you, it doesn't go out. I mean, we're connected to source. And so we don't need, uh, all we need is physical rest, Maggie, but not as much spiritual restoration because we are ablaze with the light mm -hmm. of creation. It regenerates. And so, yeah, the transcendent minded are only, are only sent here to assist the world to advancing the collective mind and the body and the soul to make the world a better place. And prepare humanity to go beyond where it is now. Cabies have this intuitive ability of clear knowing, in other words. We've got a strong sense of being clairvoyant, which is also called just clear knowing or divine knowing. People that are naturally claircognizant have, have these abilities that are logical, and, and they enjoy thinking things out, not in a way of reasoning. 
It's not what I'm talking about. But in a way of casting down the negative, to unbecome the temporal, to reveal the authentic. And as a result, they frequently get ideas that just seem to just suddenly pop into their heads. I don't know where it came from, but there it is. And so you receive answers from a higher consciousness to questions that you may ask internally within your mind, such as when asking, you know, what was that word? And then suddenly the answer just pops right in. They also receive words of knowledge in their dreams. Maggie, you lost something of, of great value to you the other day. Mm, yes. And in a dream, you saw exactly where it was located. <laughs> the, the next morning, you were telling me of the dream, and then you stopped mid-sentence, and you ran to the location, and there it was, the treasure that you had lost. <laughs> it's true. The treasure that we had both lost. <laughs> I mean, this is a trait of cabies. If, if you found yourself to be a constant thinker, a learner, or a, a gatherer of information, well, you're most likely clairvoyant. And you have a hunger for attracting that which cannot be seen. For manifesting your higher values. I mean, you thirst for things that we talk about on this podcast. And for opening yourself up to attracting your best life. With this ability, you may also commonly use phrases like, I know, in your lexicon. The intuitive guidance that comes to you, it may feel like, just these, these thought drop-ins, those hold-ons, wait a minute moments. I got this. I know this. Let me, let me try to encapsulate this because, Maggie, you and I, we've said a lot here about what it means to be a KB. If you're wondering if you have a gift for insight, for attracting and manifesting as a kinetic believer, you want to know if you have the gift of divine knowing. Here it is you typically experience fast downloads of thoughts and spend your time thinking a lot. I mean, you got a lot of sudden ideas that you can't wait to share with other people. Now, they may just stare at you, but you just got to tell somebody. You got to tell them. And if they won't listen, you, you're going to tell the dog. You got to get it out of you. Those sudden ideas will keep you up at night because they're trying to be born into the empirical realm and they need you to talk about them in order to manifest. You see, you are an interpreter. Ideas just come to you. You apologize because you interrupt everybody, but you excitedly receive the ideas and they want to manifest. An unction of thought is more than a thought. It has the force of reckoning with it, and it shoves you into action. You really enjoy logical things because they're not natural to the unreasonable illogic of imagination. So you enjoy figuring things out in the left brain style from within the lens of childlike faith. It's kind of like the magician who delights in pulling the rabbit from the hat. Now you can see what was first believed. You receive answers to things sometimes hours or days after you meditate. And while it may take some time, you do manifest the answers. You know when someone is genuine and, and trustworthy and often without any expl explanation at all. You are a writer for a living. Lots of writers, authors, bloggers, songwriters, artists, creative creators in some way. They're, they are cabies. You are the answer person. 
and people ask you to help solve something that they can't explain. A personal issue, there may be a work issue or a logistic issue of some kind, anything really. You prefer learning through observation and you like to read and to ponder and to think about things. Creative creators receive information that often comes in like a light bulb, just illuminating suddenly within your awareness, or it's kind of like a drumbeat of pulses of wisdom. In contrast, self-thought tends to be more more circular than what you're accustomed to. And you see people living in that circular pattern way of life. A person living a life composed of self-thought goes round and round in a a round-robin way of living. But ideas for KBs are sudden, they're bright, and they're not something that you're considering over time, that you're reasoning with, until you're just talked out of it. If you can be talked into something, you can be talked out of it, right? And if you're tossed around by double-mindedness, then you're operating absent kinetic belief and your faith is just of no effect. Enlightened thoughts are there and then gone so fast that KBs need to write them down to journal them so that they can manifest to become more than a passing enlightened thought. They become you once we attach ourselves to the kinetic force behind them through the imagination, the desire, action, words, gratitude. So we write them down and we journal them immediately now before they become blinded by the irrational. Most of the time, it's a sudden stroke of insight and then there's a persistent low uh, beat of knowing. It just... It's just a humming. There's a, a knowing there. It's a weight to it. And the, the bright, intuitive thoughts frequently appear at random times or at times when you're, you're just working. Maybe you're working with your hands. You're painting, working on a song. Maybe you're cutting the grass. You're just doing something in, a, in, in the present moment, driving, showering, whatever, doing something completely unrelated to whatever the idea is about. And you can also, KBs get external confirmations. I mean, you just know that you should go somewhere, for example, and you get there and sure enough, you find out you were supposed to be there. There's a promotion for you. There's a, a manifestation of more of what you were already expecting. There's an, an, an envelope of cash on the side. Well, I don't know what it is, but there, you, you get there and it's a validated, uh, it validates your unction to go there. Look, every thought Every idea, action from the past, present, and future in this universe already exists. I mean, the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. In other words, from the moment of creation, all ideas which are formed by energy are stored ad infinitum. And if you're familiar with if you're familiar with string theory, the Akashic Records is basically like a, a database of what's happening in all the universes that are coexisting together. And string theory is the method for producing a theory of everything. It's scientific model that describes all known particles and forces. And it supersedes the standard model of physics, which explains everything except for gravity. So string theory, string theory has a mathematical beauty to it. And the equations of string theory, they're elegant. And its descriptions of the physical world are extremely satisfying to connecting Einstein's theory of relativity uh, relativity to quantum physics. And 
in the religion of theosophy, there's something called the Akashic Records, which basically are this compendium of all universal events, thoughts, words, emotions, and attentions that there ever has been to have occurred in the past, present, or future in terms of all entities and all life forms, not just that of human beings. And the idea of the Akashic Records intertwines with that of string theory, and it does it beautifully. I mean, they're believed to be encoded in a non-physical plane of existence known as the mental plane. And Akashic records are basically just a record of what will happen, of what is happening, or has happened. And because they are a higher dimension, the rules of time don't really apply there. They're timeless. Actually, time is a flat circle to the Akashic records. So information from 2,000 years ago is as accessible as what happened to you yesterday. That's where often unctions of knowing come from. Like you just know you're, you want to sing jazz, and you are attracted to singing jazz, Maggie, from uh, decades and decades before you were born, some of the music. Well, what is the attraction? What, where is that coming from? Well, there's a record of that information that you're connected to, and it's just as as present as it was then as it is in your present moment and your genius of purpose that connects you. Mm. So what happened to you yesterday is as available as what could happen to you if you stay on the same destiny trajectory in 10 years. Ever wonder why you keep having the same conversations over and over? (laughs) Well, I mean, the purpose of knowing who we are and whose we are is to give us a greater understanding of love and life, which in turn changes the quality and changes the experiences of our lives. In the classic literature of a book from 1957, it was the autobiographical novel that followed the alter egos of two characters. There were a couple of men on their cross-country journey of self-exploration, but the book chronicles their post-war life on the road, set against the backdrop of modern jazz, and, and all the wild parties and the free love and really just living in the moment. But in the book, On the Road, Jack Kiravuk wrote, The only people for me are the mad ones. The ones who are mad to live, mad to talk, mad to be saved, desirous of everything at the same time. The ones who never yawn or say a commonplace thing, but burn, burn, burn like fabulous yellow Roman candles exploding like spiders all across the stars. Well, with the expectation that comes from higher consciousness, knowing like we've been talking about today, a cavey will burn, 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 just like the fabulous yellow Roman candles exploding like spiders across the stars with a sense of knowingness, with an insatiable desire for a quality of life that is better than anything we could ever hope for or even imagine. Look, the universe has a storehouse of heart's desire waiting for those who are willing, waiting for those who are willing to let go, waiting for those who are willing to let go of the safety net of familiarity and are willing to fall into the arms of their creator's genius of purpose imagined into existence just for God, just for you, just for all of us. 
So the question is, are you willing? Let's work on some highest viewpoints. Mm. Yes. Just say this, say, my life is changing every day. My life is changing every day. Becoming filled to the overflow. <laughs> Becoming filled to the overflow. With abundance. With abundance. Prosperity comes to me so easily. <laughs> Prosperity, it comes to me so easily. And effortlessly. And effortlessly. Because I gratefully expect it. Because I gratefully expect it. I am increasingly. I am increasingly. Manifesting more and more. Manifesting more and more. Of what I've chosen to desire. Of what I've chosen to desire. You know what? You know what? Every day. <laughs> every day. I am expecting increase I'm expecting increase expecting favor expecting favor expecting more of my genius expecting more of my genius and it's working for me now and it's working for me now I know I know that I'm attracting I'm attracting great wealth great wealth because I believe I am because I believe that I am I'm joyous I'm joyous happy happy healthy healthy wealthy <laughs> wealthy and filled with peace filled with peace you too you too? I attract more. <laughs> I attract more. So that I can give from my abundance. So that I can give from my abundance. Which will never run out. It's never going to run out. I have no doubt. I have no doubt. I have no worry. I have no worry. I have no fear. I have no fear. I am so pleased with me. I am so pleased with me. That I adore me. I adore me. Do you? Do you? I am perfectly made. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> I am perfectly made. I'm extravagantly unique. <laughs> I am extravagantly unique. And the truth is. And the truth is. I am unconditionally in love. I'm unconditionally in love with who I was created to become. With who I was created to become. I'm attracting more. I'm attracting more of the wisdom of my purpose. Of the wisdom of my purpose to advance. To advance abundantly. Abundantly right now. Right now. Today. Today. Stephen Canyon is the website, stephencanyon.com. Thank you so much, Emily, for sending in that awesome question and, and the beautiful comments as well. And if hey, if, you, if you're out there and you have a question, uh, kineticbelief at stephencanyon.com is how you can submit that easily. Sending out so much love, so much light to all you KB co-creators mm. all around the world. Thanks as usual, Steve, for all the wisdom. Bye.